We welcome you to this broadcast. نرحب بكم مرة أخرى في هذا البرنامج. We are glad you are listening. يسعدنا أنك تستمع إلينا. In the West, في الغرب, we hear uh, things like uh, new world order. نسمع كثيرا عن هذه العبارة النظام العالمي الجديد. We hear about things like we are the children of the modern age. ونحن نسمع وكأننا أطفال العصر الحديث. What has the modern age given us? ترى ماذا قدم لنا العالم الحديث؟ Well, in the West, في الغرب, it has given us drugs. قدم العالم لنا المخدرات. Has given us uh, the rebirth of satanic cults. وظهرت فيه المبادئ والمذاهب الشيطانية من جديد. It has given us rise to crime. وارتفعت معدلات الجريمة. It has given us wars and rumors of wars. وأعطانا هذا النظام الحروب وأخبار الحروب. What has the modern age given us? ماذا أعطانا العصر الحديث? It has given us confusion in the church. أعطانا في الكنيسة الارتباك والاضطراب. In the New Testament, في العهد الجديد, the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 3, يخبرنا الرسول بولس في الرسالة الثانية إلى تيموثاوس والأصحاح الثالث, that in the last days, أنه في الأيام الأخيرة, there will come a time of stress for the believers. ستأتي أزمنة صعبة للمؤمنين. The closer we come to the return of Christ, وكلما نقترب من عودة المسيح, the worse things will become for Christians. تصير الأمور أردأ بالنسبة للمسيحيين. There are some people who see the word the last days. هناك بعض الناس الذين يرون في عبارة الأيام الأخيرة as a period of time أنها فترة من الزمان beginning with the ministry of the Lord Jesus تبدأ من خدمة الرب يسوع and continues until he returns وتسمر حتى مجيئه ثانية but as the time draws nearer to a close لكن حتى إلى أن يقترب الزمن من نهايته the days will become more dangerous for Christians فإن الأيام سوف تكون أكثر صعوبة للمسيحيين or hard to deal with وسوف يصبح من الصعب التعامل معها. Or the savage days. وستصبح الأيام حافلة بالفزازة والخشونة. There are others, however, وهناك آخرون على أي حال. Who believe that the apostle Paul. الذين يعتقدون أن الرسول بولس has dealt with his current time in the first two chapters of this epistle. كان يتحدث عن ما جاء في عصره خلال أصحاحين الأولين من هذه الرسالة. And in the beginning of chapter three, وفي بداية الأصحاح الثالث, he is prophesying strictly of the days immediately prior to the return of Christ. كان يتنبأ تنبؤا صارما عن الأيام التي تسبق مجيء المسيح ثانية. Whichever way you take it, it doesn't matter. بغض النظر عن الطريقة التي تفهم بها هذه العبارة There is no denying that these are days Paul pictures to us in chapter 3 to be tough days لا يستطيع أحد أن ينكر أن هذه الظروف التي يصفها الرسول بولس في الأصحاح الثالث سوف تكون صورة حية للمتاعب التي يتعرض لها المسيحيون I hope that you'll be able to read the first nine verses of that particular chapter. أرجو أنك تقرأ الأعداد التسعة الأولى من هذا الأصحاح الثالث من هذه الرسالة. I have no doubt that these characteristics that Paul talks about. أنا لا أشك في أن هذه المواصفات التي يتحدث عنها الرسول بولس. Have already started in our day. قد بدأت في عصرنا الحاضر. And now they are increasing in intensity. وهي تتزايد كثيرا وتزداد حدة وكثافة. It is not because we have more people in the world. لا يرجع هذا إلى كثرة عدد السكان في العالم. Or because we have satellite television programs. أو لأن توجد لدينا برامج بالتلفزيون تنقل عن طريق الأقمار الصناعية. Or better news coverage. أو لأن هناك تغطية أفضل للأخبار. No. لا. 
الذي نراه اليوم هو ان الشر يزداد كثافه وشده evil becoming more deeply entrenched in our world in what we are seeing today is that evil is being accepted and is being portrayed in society in a bolder way. What we are seeing today is more than a small pocket of rebellion here and there. أكثر من مجرد هوجة من التمرد والعصيان هنا وهناك. What we are seeing today is that all of society seems to be in ferment. أن المجتمع كله يبدو وكأنه قد اختمر بالهياج والقلق والتمرد. All of society seems to be in rebellion. كل المجتمع يبدو أنه في حالة تمرد وعصيان. From Bosnia to Somalia. من بوسنيا إلى الصومال. From Europe to the Middle East. من أوروبا إلى الشرق الأوسط. From the United States to Rwanda. من الولايات المتحدة إلى أطراف رواندا. And the Prophet Jeremiah has warned us years ago. وحذرنا. النبي إرميا منذ سنوات بعيدة. When they say peace, peace, watch out. عندما حذرنا قائلاً عندما يقولون سلام سلام احترس. There is the beginning of trouble. فهذه بداية المتاعب. We were told that after the collapse of the Soviet Empire, they're going to be peace. قيل لنا أنه بعد انكماش الشيوعية سوف يكون هناك سلام. But instead, we are living in terrible times. لكن بالرغم من هذا فنحن نعيش في أيام صعبة. Paul begins by telling Timothy in verse 1 of chapter 3 understand this. What is this that he needs to understand? He said, don't be surprised at this. This is all expected. This is not just a passing storm. This must come to pass. On the one hand, don't let this melt your heart. On the other hand, don't let it cause you to give up. لا ينبغي أن تجعل هذا يدفعك للاستسلام للهزيمة والفشل. The word here, difficult times, is a very important word. إن عبارة الأزمنة الصعبة الوردة هنا عبارة مهمة جدا. It describes a person who has been surrounded by wild beasts. إنها تفيد الشخص الذي يحيط به من كل جانب الوحوش المفترسة. Or it means that somebody is standing in the midst of the raging sea. أو أنها تعني إنسانا يقف في قلب بحر عاصف. The only other time this particular word is used in the New Testament is in Matthew 8:28. المرة الوحيدة التي ذكر فيها هذا التعبير في العهد الجديد في إنجيل متى صح الثامن والعدد الثامن والعشرين. That word describes the demonic gadrians هذه الكلمه كانت تصف المجنونين من كوره الجرجسيين he was a savage and untamed as a beast كان هذا المجنون متوحشا كما لو كان وحشا مفترسا so that gives you an idea of how fierce these last days are going to be هذا يريك كيف ان هذه الازمنه الاخيره متصفه بالشراسه وبالتوحش 
they will be both painful and hard to cope with. سوف تكون مؤلمة ويصعب التعامل معها. But I want to tell you today. لكن أود أن أخبرك اليوم. That no matter how hard these days are going to be. أنه مهما كانت هذه الأزمنة صعبة. God in heaven is not sitting down in the throne room in heaven. فإن الله في السماء ليس جالسا فقط على عرش منفرد في مكان منفرد. With his hand on his heart. ويده على قلبه and taking medicine for his stomach ويتناول الدواء لأجل معدته and worried about what's going to happen ويقلق لما سوف يحدث in the book of revelation John tells us في سفر الرؤيا يخبرنا يوحنا that God is sitting on the very throne أن الله جالس على عرش قوي and he sees the future وأنه يرى كل المستقبل and he tells us that we win ويقول لنا أننا سوف نغلب not maybe we win إنه لا يقول ربما نغلب not possibly we win أو يحتمل أننا نغلب no لا no matter how hard these days will be مهما كانت هذه الأزمنة صعبة we already have the victory فإننا قد نلنا بالفعل النصرة so Paul goes on in verses 2 to 9 ويستمر بولس في الحديث في العدد الثاني وإلى العدد التاسع to paint for us a portrait of these people who will cause us trouble in those last days لكي يصور لنا هؤلاء الناس الذين سوف يسببون لنا المتاعب في الأيام الأخيرة there are three things that you notice about them هناك أشياء ثلاثة يمكن أن تلاحظ عنهم in verses 2, 3 and 4 من عدد اثنين إلى عدد أربعة notice their moral conduct لاحظ سلوكهم الأخلاقي. In verses five. عدد خمسة. Notice the religious zeal. لاحظ حماسهم الديني. In verses six to nine. من عدد ستة إلى عدد تسعة. Notice the proselytizing fanaticism. لاحظ تعصبهم وهم يتحولون من دين إلى آخر. Now let us look at the first one. دعنا نتأمل الآن في الجانب الأول. Their moral conduct. السلوك الأخلاقي. In three short verses, Paul gives us no less than nineteen expressions. في هذه الآيات الثلاثة القصيرة يعطينا رسول بولس حوالي تسعة عشر وصفا لهذه الأيام. And each one of those describes the wickedness of these people. كل وصف من هذه الأوصاف التسعة عشرة تصف هؤلاء الناس. And they are the ones who are going to cause the believers hard time. وهؤلاء هم الذين سوف يسببون للمؤمنين الأزمنة الصعبة. The first and the last description summarizes who they are. الوصف الأول والأخير في هذه القائمة يلخص لنا من هم هؤلاء الناس. First, they are lovers of self. فأولاً هم محبون لأنفسهم. And the last is that they are not lovers of God. وأخيراً هم ليسوا محبين لله. Indeed, four out of the nineteen descriptions have to do with love. Which tells us that they have misdirected love. They love nothing but self. They love nothing but money. And they love nothing but indulgence. And the other 15 descriptions illustrate without a shadow of doubt was beginning to happen in societies around the world today. Right now, we have breakdown of relationships between people. Ethnic wars are taking place all over the world. And those who love themselves become proud. And arrogant. 
ومستكبرين and abusive ومجدفين and then the next five descriptions illustrate والأوصاف الخمسة التالية تصف لنا what it is beginning to happen to young people around the world ماذا يحدث للشباب في العالم كله disobedience to parents instead of reverence and respect عدم الطاعة للوالدين بدلا من المحبة والاحترام and I hope that we have young people who are listening to us today أود أنه يكون من بين الذين يصغون إلينا بعض الشباب اليوم I want to tell you that your parents may not be always right أود أن أقول لكم أيها الشباب أن والديكم قد لا يكونون دائما على صواب but they are your leaders under God لكنهم هم القادة لكم إلى جانب قيادة الله the Bible said قال الكتاب المقدس children obey your parents for this is right أيها الأولاد أطيعوا والديكم لأن هذا حق it doesn't say you have to agree with them إنه لا يطلب منكم أنكم توافقونهم على كل شيء it doesn't say that you have to analyze every decision they make إنه لا يطلب منكم أنكم تحللون كل قرار يتخذونه or that you have to contradict every statement they make أو أنكم تعترضون على كل قرار يتخذونه. The Bible said honor your father and your mother for this is right. لكن الكتاب يقول أكرم أباك وأمك لأن هذا حق. Otherwise you may live to regret your disobedience to your parents for the rest of your life. إذا لم تفعل ذلك سوف تشعر بالأسف فيما بعد على هذا العصيان والتمرد بقية حياتك. And the other thing that we notice these days. الأمر الثاني الذي نلاحظه في هذه الأيام that young people are becoming ungrateful أن الشباب لم يعد شاكرا they are devoid of appreciation تجردوا من التقدير many teenagers think that their parents owe them a perpetual good time وعدد كبير من المراهقين يظنون أن والديهم مدينون لهم بأن يقدموا لهم وقتا طيبا دائما Another sign of the last days is that our children will be devoid of normal affections. علامة أخرى من علامات الأزمنة الأخيرة أن أولادنا سوف يتجردون من العواطف الطبيعية. But in Christian homes, this ought not to be. لكن في البيوت المسيحية لا ينبغي أن يكون هذا هو الحادث. Love and affection. المحبة والعاطفة. Gratitude and respect. العرفان بالجميل والاحترام. Should characterize. Parents and children in their relationship with each other. ينبغي أن تميز علاقات والدين مع الأبناء. Then the remaining seven words description goes beyond the family. والكلمات السبعة الباقية من هذه الأوصاف تتجاوز حدود العائلة. It talks about backbiting. تتحدث عن النميمة والاغتياب. Or a scandal mongers. أو عن التجني والافتراء. Lack of self-control. وعن نقص التعفف وضبط النفس. But the thing that jumps out of these verses in connection with self-centeredness. لكن الذي يبرز من ثنايا هذه الآيات فيما يتعلق بتمركز التفكير في الذات. It is the absence of restraint. هو غياب ضبط النفس. The more self-centered people become. كلما ازداد الناس تفكيرا في ذواتهم. The less moral the society will be. كلما قل الجانب الأخلاقي في المجتمع. The more self-indulgence and self-gratifying we seek, كلما ازدادت انغماساتنا في اللذات وفي تعظيم الذات, the less purity will be manifested. قلت طهارتنا ونقص مفهوم الطهارة عندنا. The more self-loving we exercise, كلما نحب زواتنا, the more we see the boundaries of decency come tumbling down. كلما رأينا 
These two go together. One is the result of the other. No amount of legislation will help. No amount of education will help. No amount of information will help. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ can change the heart. It may come as a shock to you that the people Paul is talking about and describing here in verse 5 were religious people. قد تشعر بالصدمة أن الناس الذين يتحدث عنهم الرسول بولس هنا كما يصفهم في العدد الخامس أناس متدينون. It is a shameful confession, but it is true. هذا اعتراف مخجل لكنه حقيقي. That religion and morality have been more often divorced than they have been married. أن الدين والأخلاق انفصل كل منهم عن الآخر. The prophets of old have thundered against religious people who were devoid of morality. Amos tells us that in Israel during the reign of Jeroboam II, while there was a boom in religion and religious activities, there were utter collapse in morality. Not only that, but in Amos chapter 2 and verse 8 we are told, that immorality has invaded even the religious practices. Isaiah deplores the same thing in Judah. When you spread forth your hands, says the Lord, I hide my face from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen, says the Lord. God is not impressed with the pomp and the ceremony. God is not impressed with the right rituals. I want at the same time they are winking at sin. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus told the Pharisees the same thing. In Matthew 23 and 25, he said the following, you cleansed out the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. The same thing was rampant in the days of the Apostle Paul. They pretended the outward form of religion, but they were denying its power. Is form without power. 
outward show without inward reality it is religion without moral demands it was an impression without confession but true religion must combine both form and power True religious bonds spiritual worship with living proof. No wonder the Apostle Paul tells Timothy to avoid such people. It doesn't mean that he avoids sinners and the lost. No. Jesus himself befriended sinners. Paul was saying to avoid those false teachers of unrighteousness. Finally, I want you to look at their proselytizing fanaticism. In verses 6 to 9, these godless lovers of self not only profess religion at the very superficial and outward level, but they want to ram this kind of superficiality down the throats of others. They are on a mission. They are militant about their perversion. They are hostile toward anyone who would not accept their brand of religion. They are conniving and scheming. They speak with both sides of their mouths. They tell you what they think you want to hear. Only to blindside you on the other hand. In verse 6, Paul talks about how they take advantage of weak women. Their form of deception is designed to deceive good women. I want to tell Christian mothers to listen very carefully. You have the holiest and the most sacred, the most God-honoring call of anyone. Don't let anyone mislead you or intimidate you. Don't let anyone manipulate you. Don't let anyone try to dominate you. Paul is saying that these women who are weak in character are misled by this deception. 
especially if they're filled with false guilt we need not be afraid of backdoor religious traders and if a few weak people may have been taken in you stand firm even if falsehood becomes fashionable when it becomes acceptable in society we must stand firm never, never, never to give up falsehood and deception need to be exposed and repudiated that is why we have finally the good news in verse 9 and the good news is this these false teachers will not ultimately succeed and God's field which is the whole world where God has sown wheat the devil comes along and he sows weeds the devil has his secret agents right inside the churches yes yes inside the church within the community of faith among the professing believers they are lovers of self they are lovers of money and pleasures rather than being lovers of God and people they, they have the form of religion but deny its power they oppose the truth and seek to mislead the weak but for all you Timothys out there who are listening to me, Paul is saying to you, don't catch that disease. Don't be carried away by the flood tide. But stand up boldly against the prevailing fashion. And God will bless you as you do. Goodbye.
Nation.